Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com. And you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And this is our wrap-up show. Dun-dun. No middle name for Brandon, apparently. Well, Courtney left it out of the outline, so I had to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Because Brandon stays on script so much. So frequently. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, we will go over highlights for each team and talk about our favorite moments this season. At the beginning of the season, we draw out from a hat determining which NFL team we will be covering for the whole season. I always am lucky and get 10, and the other girls get 11. So uh, I w- <laughs> we choose for the odd team. I'm just lucky. I get the odd team. Uh, so who is your favorite team to cover, and which team are you praying you don't get in 2016? Ashley? Well, my favorite team to cover, I would say, it was probably the Jags. I enjoyed the Jags just because they were they had so much interesting stuff. But I would say that every year I hope that I won't get the Niners. <laughs> but that was mainly for the fact that I didn't want to cover Colin Kaepernick. Now I have no idea what team he's actually going to land on, so obviously that will be the team that I do not want to cover next year. But <laughs> let's say for the fear of fact that the Niners, I still don't want to cover them because they literally have no idea what they're doing. None. As an organization, coaching, players, they have no clue what they are doing. Um, so, and I don't really want to fall down the rabbit hole with them. Now, with that said, that's with Colin Kaepernick or not. That's just straight up the Niners. Um, but he did have surgery, and we do wish you a speedy recovery, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> that works out well. I want to throw something nice in there after I'm just like, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but I also would not love to cover Johnny Manziel's team because I just think I'd get too frustrated about it. That would be bad, too. Good call. Mm-hmm. Brandon? I'm a glutton for punishment, so I think the most entertaining team to cover was the Browns because <laughs> hashtag Billy Manziel, that's the new guy in town. Nice. Now, I just want to make sure that we discuss this in full. Johnny Manziel reportedly, after sharing on Instagram a photo of himself and his dog on his carpet being like, oh, Saturday nights, mm, went to Vegas in a blonde wig and a fake mustache party now i'm gonna start with at least he put the effort in uh, first of all this is actually very sad this is classic addict behavior it's actually really clinically sad like lying being places that you amanda vine gonna be yeah (laughs) oh my gosh could you imagine a party with johnny menzel and amanda vines at the same time this is bad throw lindsey lohan calling yourself billy was it, was it a fake mustache? kind of wig? Was it like the lawn, like mullet style? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I mean, th- we, we don't have a confirmed picture yet, but supposedly he was in the club in a wig. Like, what would you even do if you're in a club and you see a guy with a wig and a fake mustache? I'd say, I'm not talking to you. Oh, for sure. And I would actually be like, <laughs> you're hilarious. And I would talk to that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he meets someone like you. Awesome. That's, That's probably why I'm the last sister to get married. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Brandon, did we lose you? 
You know, before this starts, we talk for two hours before we push play. And the second we push play, we lose Brandon. True. And her face is in the middle (laughs) of a laugh on our screen right now, which is fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. Well, What about you, Courtney? I will say for sure I would like to cover the Washington Redskins next year. Ooh. Uh, you know, I have this odd relationship with Kirk Cousins, and although I'm not convinced that he's going to have another year like he did this year, I still like to talk about him every week. I just love him. And um, I'm kind of the same way as you, Ashley. Wherever Chip Kelly falls, I do no not go. want no to cover go. them. I do not want to cover them. Although do I don't think th- he can destroy a team within an off season, but it's possible. Chip Kelly. It is possible. Chip Kelly could do a lot. Do you yeah. think he'll land in the NFL, or do you think he'll go back to college? I don't know. He's getting interviewed by people in the NFL, so I'm assuming he'll probably get a job in the NFL, which makes me want to cry. I really hope he's going back to college. Do you know what the worst nightmare is? Chip Kelly going to the 49ers. Chip Kelly going to the 49ers. Or and the Cleveland Browns. Cover that team. Or the oh Browns. Oh, my gosh. It'd be so good. Browns would be good. You know what? Chip Kelly at the Browns, I might actually want that team. A Johnny Menzel, Chip Kelly combo. combo? Yeah. That could be interesting all year. It could be the worst and best thing I've ever been part of. But, yeah, that that's kind of where I land. Uh, for the most part, wherever Chip Kelly goes, I do not want them. And I really want the Redskins. Although I know they're your team, Ashley. You get them every year. I do get the Redskins. I, I, I don't want to take like them away the from you. But. I kind of oddly feel the same in a weird way, probably because of my connection with the Redskins at this point, that I kind of want to cover whatever team RG3 goes to. And I, if it's the Cowboys, talk about a hilarious team to cover all year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brandon, we lost you there for a second. Uh, who's your team that you do want? Yeah, that was so weird because I could see you guys and then all of a sudden I didn't. It was weird. Um, mm. uh, I had the Packers, the 49ers, and the Bears for three years in a row, I think. Mm. I, I could step away from those. Just okay. take a step back. And actually, the Packers were the most depressing. They, are the, yeah. they, were, they were the, the most depressing this year. Yeah. Bad. Jordy, des- Jordy deserves a new contract. I don't know what you, what you guys think. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, which team are you excited for in 2016, a.k.a. we always make our Super Bowl predictions. So who's the 2017 Super Bowl champs? Brandon? I went crazy. I am going to say the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Nice. I know. I think they're going to bounce back in a big way. You know, they. You know, everyone on that team was hurt. Everyone. Yeah. They got down to the fourth string. It was nuts. Um, I think they sneak into the playoffs in the wild card, and I think they make some noise. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl per se, but I, man, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Vegas and just putting down some money. I've never done that. I've never gone gambling like that in, in anywhere. But I, you know, I don't know. I think that. No one's going to think about them, and they could sneak in. Mm. I like it. And nobody thinks yeah. about Flacco ever, so I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I, you know, I'm very interested with what the Giants will do next year with a new coach right in the middle of Eli's prime. Um, they have the receivers. They need work in the running game but and the defense, let's be honest. But I'm interested to see. They've had, they've had Coughlin for a long time, so it'll be – be intriguing. Be careful what you wish for. I love Coughlin. I was so Me sad. I, I was legitimately sad all day. 
I know. And then you really and then you hear players like Justin Tuck sharing their stories, and Eli is like a complete mess at the moment. And yeah, yeah, Eli yeah. crying really was. Oof. Yeah, it was bad. Ooh. Ashley, what about you? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure that I would say um, either of the teams are Super Bowl bound. <laughs> Per se, would probably be boring and be the Patriots per usual. But you know, I would say the Bengals um, because the team has so much potential and has my beloved Red Rocket mm. on the team. Um, but if you recall, the running back choices frustrated me all season long. So I might say the Jets, as they are really close to being the playoffs. I think they could make a playoff run. Um, gosh, their um, run. I don't think they win the Super Bowl, though. But I am really also excited for the Jags because I think that they are chock full of potential there. And I'm especially to see how T.J. Yeldon steps up next year because I think that's going to really kind of bring that uh, offense together and really fill it out. There you go. All right, real quick, ladies, who was your favorite draft pick this preseason? I would have to say for me it was Danny Woodhead uh, just because, <laughs> although it wasn't always consistent, um, you know, he wasn't always a smart play. But he did win me two championships this year, so I'm going to say him. Love. Fair enough. Love. Uh, my favorite would be tie between Cam Newton and Allen Robinson because I was able to get both of them really low uh, in comparison <laughs> to other guys in their position. I was able to get Tam and our, Cam and our family league, the 10th overall pick in mine and the 94th overall for the entire league. Uh, and I was able to get Allen Robinson as my eighth pick and 74th overall. And Cam ended up being the highest scoring player in all of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And Robinson was the fourth highest wide receiver. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, winning. All day. Brandon, what about you? Alan Hearns and Eric Decker tie. Tie. You had both Yay! of them? Yeah, I got both of them in a lot of leagues, actually. I was going to say, well, and when think, you're in 40 leagues, you know. Say, did right you have about. both in the same league anywhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Well, they were, you know, I mean, they were all of our sleepers. All three of us really liked yeah. both of them. So, you know, Eric Decker was the 10th highest scoring wide receiver on the year in standard scoring. Caught 80 passes for 1,027 yards and 12 touchdowns with missing a game with an injury. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Hearns also missed a game. 15th highest scoring of, uh, of the wide receivers, caught 64 passes, 1,031 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So, yeah. Awesome. And awesome. Games too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into the recap of our teams. We will start off with the NFC and the Carolina Panthers. Well, I would say that the highlight of covering the Panthers is Cam Newton. Cam period. Newton. Hello, number one fantasy player of the year, just like Ashley said. Sweetie with the kids, other than that one mom from Tennessee. Crazy mom. Doesn't know what Crazy to tell her, her daughter about sportsmanship. Oh, man. Um, and then he had a baby named his son Chosen. Love it. Congrats. <laughs> Love, it. Choice. Love it. It's kind of like in the Apple realm for me, but, you know. Hey, Chosen it is. Um, overall, a fun year of 389.08 fantasy points standard scoring, 35 passing touchdowns, tied for second in the league. So everyone who keeps talking about him not having the stats. It makes like, no sense to me. It actually what? infuriates me. He's second only to Tom Brady. It's crazy. What do you mean he doesn't have the stats? What? And then he also had 10 rushing touchdowns on top of that. He was responsible for 45 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean he doesn't have the stats? He's not the chosen one. 
and see what 16 he did there. games. He's not. Yeah. Do you know he had the fifth? He is tied for the fifth most rushing touchdowns in the league. That means out of all the running backs. <laughs> love that. I love Stop Cam. it. I was tw- I was questioning whether you were to put him or Jonathan Stewart because he w- that was the biggest surprise for me. That guy stayed healthy for at least seventy five percent of the season. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then Greg Olson. You know what a good call by us again too. Being like, hey, he's a top guy. People get it together. I'd say the only low light was they lost the Falcons. I kind of thought they'd do it. No, I was hoping they would. Yeah. Sad. That is sad. Atlanta Falcons, you know, my high my high for Atlanta has to be both Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. Freeman had only had three games under 10 fantasy points and four games in a row with 20 fantasy points or more and standard scoring. That's just crazy. Julio Jones saw more than 10 targets in all of his games but two and finished second out of wide receivers and fantasy points in standard leagues. I mean, both of them, I mean, were the only lights but a very bright light from the Atlanta Falcons. And my low, the low has to be poor little Matt Ryan, man. Mm. How he imploded. Um, He finished his season tied for third in interceptions and second in fumbles. It's not the stats that you really want going into your next season. Um, His overall fantasy points were less than Ryan Tannehill. That's... Blows my mind. Sad. Yeah, that's not I like that there's a bar bad. here and it's called Ryan Tannehill. Well, yeah. Ryan Tannehill was so bad this year. We all thought that he was going to have a much better year this year, and he imploded as well, and Matt Ryan was worse than him. So that's really sad. So uh, You would love this, Courtney. I called Kyle Rudolph the Ryan Tannehill of tight ends. <laughs> really? That's nice. Isn't that's he, though? Mean. That is mean. That's Nobody funny. is. He like When he's in a good matchup, he never performs well. Yeah. And you'll get 20 points on your bench. That's right. Although he gets more like 10 points on your bench. For tight ends, that's 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, so hopefully next year he'll have a bounce back year. Because I do like Matt Ryan. I don't want him to to feel bad. Uh, New Orleans Saints, Ashley. The Saints had a very up and down season for me this year. And they were really difficult to predict at times. Um, But my highlight was the fact that for the most part, they stuck with Mark Ingram as the bell cow. Yeah. Thank you. There is nothing more frustrating than a committee, especially when the part of the committee is not worthy of it. I'm looking at you, CJ Spiller. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. Now, my low light was the slow start of Brandon Cooks. That was really irritating. You know, he was drafted very high, and he didn't see the, to pick any steam up until week eight. Uh, but luckily for Cooks' owners, he came through in a big way at the end. So, and announced today the coach is back. Coach is back. We all which, knew by the way, nice. yeah. I, like why? Like why was that even a thing? And I felt like it was weird the Pagano thing too. Although that made a little more sense for sure. But I, I you know, the grass is not always greener, people. No, especially when it comes to coaching. That's right. That's right. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers talk about coaching. Yeah, so today Lovey Smith got fired, and it's unbelievable. He was only there two years. He just got the rookie quarterback, and I didn't think he did that bad a job. Doug Martin had a much better year than any of us expected. Much better year. And James Winston played better than I expected. (coughs) Vincent Jackson was in on and off the field. I mean, even their defense had highlights. What is his fault? It's not Lovey's fault that Mike Evans can't catch the ball. 
My, well, but a, Mike Evans is amazing, Courtney. Right, Courtney. Yeah. There's no problem with Mike Evans, apparently. It's true. It's true. You have no idea. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Again, grass is greener. I don't see any coaching candidates out there that are going to improve Tampa Bay any more than Lovey did. I thought he did a great job from year one to year two, but whatever. Who are we? Um, highlight of the year for Tampa Bay would be Doug Martin, like you said. Yeah. Second in rushing yards, 1,402. Third in overall points, 199.3 out of all of the running backs. So that's great. Because you know what? We kind of thought he was over. He had this great rookie season, and then it was like, yep. So good for him, because now he's going to get a contract, and one that's worthy of him. And Which then means light, he'll do terrible next year. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. second he signs it, if you're in a dynasty league, you go, excuse me, I have a trade offer. I'd like to get rid of Doug, Doug Martin, please. Yeah, uh, do that ASAP. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Mike Evans and his many, many drops was definitely the low light. The end of the season, and this is shocking, only the 27th highest wow. scoring wide receiver. Wow. He didn't even make the top 25. And he the was guy getting 13th was getting year. 10 targets a game on average. He's not and the He still is only 27. Not the problem. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, sorry, Brian, you want to add something to that? No, just tears. Oh, tears. Okay. No, I mean, there's nothing else to add. I I could rage forever about Mike Evans, so you should stop me. Nice. Uh, The Cardinals high, I will say, uh, it was nice to see Larry Fitzgerald have a nice start to the season, but that ended before it began, so I'm not going with him. I'm going to have to go with Mr. Consistent Carson Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. If you had him, which I did, you you got him for nothing in the draft. And he was good for 18 fantasy points no matter who they played, which means the world. Um, He didn't end the season as well as he started, but he still stayed healthy and landed fifth quarterback in fantasy points. So, awesome. And my low, there weren't many lows for this 13-3 and team, I must say. Um, But personally, I am (laughs) sad that Chris Johnson wasn't able to make it through a season as a Cardinal. He was doing well for a while there, but insert yeah. David Johnson there. Tears dry up, and everything is good again. Dun dun. Seattle Seahawks, Ashley. Well, we all know how much I love covering the Seahawks, <laughs> um, but they at least made it interesting this year. I will, I will give them that. So, yeah. My highlight is that the Seahawks finally discovered their wide receiver position this season. Mm. It's exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, there's actually guys that run down the field. Did you know this? Weird. Who are those guys? That's crazy. <laughs> um, granted, they were forced to because they lost any running back living in the state of Washington. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> let's let's hope they take this and Jimmy newfound Graham. success in the air to next season as well. Uh, which brings me, as you said, Grant, my low light, which for me is a tie between the lack of production, certainly touchdown-wise, for Jimmy Graham Although I would like to point out that we told you to not depend on him this year. So I can't yes, fully use did. that one. Yes, I'm going to say it was Marshawn Lynch when he went out. Um, getting hurt was huge. And he, and even before that, he was completely unproductive due to being, you know, he was injured a majority of the season. So for me, Marshawn Lynch was a killer for a lot of people, and that was really disappointing. Definitely a low. St. Louis Rams. This is going to be a tough one, Ashley. Yeah, this one should be short. Um, the highlight is the only player on the team, Todd Gurley. Um, I, I will say I'm excited to see how he will do with his sophomore season. And I was thrilled that he came out this season, guns of blazing. I mean, he was out the first few games, and when he came back, he, he hit the ground running. And so I was really impressed with that, especially as a rookie. And I think he did a lot of good preparation beforehand. So I was 
pleased with that. Now, my low light is the rest of the team, but if I had to be specific, it would be Nick Foles. Um, wow, did yeah. that guy disappoint. Right? Such high hopes before the season. You know, we, we all thought this would be good because he's got the deep ball threat, which actually, you know, goes into his wheelhouse of what his skill set. But complete failure. Complete utter failure. failure. Um, and it is sad that they've already announced that Case Keenan will be their starter, you know, for 2016. Oh, man. Oh, please. They're, they're going to draft the quarterback. By the way, how does Jeff Fisher help? have a job? That is a fantastic question. When guys like Lovey Smith get fired and Jeff Fisher's still there, <sighs> granted, Jeff Fisher has zero players on his team other than Todd Gurley this year. The GM needs to get fired. The GM needs to be fired ASAP. Like, I, how that guy even is allowed to walk into the building is frightening. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the team's <laughs> uh, office, but maybe the GM did get fired the year before, and therefore this GM, at least he got girly, and maybe he'll do better. Who knows? But, yeah, it's rough, rough, rough. Team needs help. Team yeah. Needs has, help. has Jeff Fisher ever had a good team? I don't think so. Mm. Not that, oh, maybe. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know his record. I mean, he had a better team than than the Rams, but he's never had not only good teams. I'll All right, San Francisco 49ers, Brandon. Well, you know, at least we're going to save some time here. I'd say <laughs> uh, are her fantasy football terrible theaters that included Jim Tom Sula or uh, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, those were really funny. <laughs> that would be the highlight. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, they did give us a lot of laughter. Jim Tomsula in those press conferences was mm, divine. Divine. And Blaine Gabbard alone at his press conference was maybe my highlight of the whole season. <laughs> and the low light is the team. So my husband and I put together, and he really helped me a lot, uh, a list of the top 25 quarterbacks and top 25 tight ends, top 50 running backs, top 50 wide receivers in FanDuel, because I also work for FanDuel and I was writing an article, only one player made the list from San Francisco, any of the lists. And it was Anquan Bolden, and he was number 44. Yeah. That's it. No one was startable. It stinks. Yeah, not surprising. Carlos Hyde had that one game. I don't know if you were on back (laughs) on yet, Brandon, but I was like, my, my nightmare is that Chip Kelly goes to the Niners. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's where he wants to be. It'd be so bad. I know. I want him to be in college. Or I'm actually going to propose that we should be able allowed to do a trade when we do our draft picks. That if there's no team. No one's going to trade me for San Francisco. Someone might. Courtney might. She loves Chip Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) True. True that, (laughs) Ashley. True that. All right, the Vikings, the high. There's only one person on the team again worth a high. Clearly, this is Adrian Peterson. And you girls were not believers at the beginning of the season, I must say this. And after his week one bad performance, you guys were like, told you so, I told you so. And I was like, screw you, just you wait, Mr. Higgins. And sure enough, he ended his season at the ripe age of 30 with more rushing yards than any other running back and tied for the most rushing touchdowns. Booyah. I mean, half the running backs are broken, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true, Brandon. And he still it's bores true. me, but you know. <laughs> he still bores me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you watch the Vikings for me. Like, I'm so surprised they're a playoff team because I literally, I feel like it's a snooze fest the entire game. I'm like, oh, has anyone done anything yet? 
Huh. Oh, you don't like it when AP breaks off for 25 yards? That doesn't excite you? Because you didn't no. buy him because you weren't a believer. Maybe because he beat I, you. I, I was not a believer. I'm saying even during, even like, I, when I watch the playoff game, I will still be bored this week. It is boring, and I'll tell you, it's because of my low, and not because I don't like him. It's just because it is. My low is Teddy Bridgewater. I think we thought that the Vikings were going to throw more this year than they did, and they didn't. He only threw the ball more than 40 times once, and he had nine games under 30 throws. That's bananas. And I thought he might even run the, more, run the ball more, but when Alex Smith has 300 more yards rushing than you do, you know that was not the case. It's because Alex Smith is, you know, the best. <laughs> MVP of the AFC. If he wins the Super Bowl <laughs> and he gets yeah. the MVP, I want, I'm calling you first, yep, Courtney. Me too. First well, who else would get it? Macklin? Who's throwing in the ball? Alex Smith. Alex Smith has to get it. <laughs> Jamal Charles isn't on the team right now. Probably Ch- Justin Ch- Houston. West could if he has a good game. Well, Spencer Ware. Stop it. You have to. Touching him. Spencer Ware, yeah. Al- Alex Smith is the game manager. You know, Courtney, if the Broncos the don't win, I'm rooting the Chiefs, <laughs> and I'm rooting Alex Smith. Hey, we're Kansas City Chiefs in a family in my house. My girls all have Chiefs jersey, and and so don't you worry. We're My oldest especially is rooting for the Chiefs. So uh, I just, hey, Joe Flacco's won Super Bowls. I'm not saying that Alex Smith can't win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying he's not a great quarterback. That's we don't all. Have time for this debate. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> I'm not even talking. I just about like them. hearing the debate. That's all. That's, That's funny it. to me. The guy just gets no respect. No respect, Alice Smith. No respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Green Bay Packers, Brandon. So James Jones and his mini renaissance was a highlight. Uh, he scored at least one touchdown in all but one of his first six games. Then it went downhill. Sure did. But. There were six games of glory. It was exciting for a moment. For yep. half a moment. Low light was definitely Aaron Rodgers. If you watch the tape, this guy is just, he's getting zero protection. I, and no one can catch the ball. It's unbelievable. Randall the, Cobb actually watching the minute, really bad. Randall Cobb is a disaster. De, Devontae Adams, that experiment should be over. Uh, Jordy Nelson's on the phone with his agent. He's like, hey... Let's do coffee again. Uh, I'm just telling you. Just think if wow. you were a homer, if you were a Green Bay Packer homer this year, Ugh. and you, like, drafted all of them, I mean, you. Well, your last place. Your last place. For sure. <laughs> Although, for me, the yeah, bigger so issue is that it really showed Randall Cobb's flaws. Like, yes, it, it became evident they need Jordy Nelson, but for me, I was just like, Randall Cobb, bro, what's going on here? Well, he's well, an Eric he's, Decker. He's a wide receiver, yeah. too. You put him in that wide receiver one, and, and they fold. He has yeah. to be a wide yeah. receiver, too. I completely agree. And also, I think that, um, you know, I think they were trying to mix it up a little bit. I, you know, they had a lot of issues. Eddie Lacy did not come into the season ready to play. He just didn't. There's, no. there's no getting around that. Um, he's still barely there. You know, I actually tweeted out on, uh, it was one of my more popular tweets on Sunday where I was like, how is Steven Jackson in playing shape and Eddie Lacy is not? Yeah. Still. Um, and then uh, Devontae Adams just forgot how to catch a football. Makes no sense. 
So, um, anyway, I was going to say that Aaron Rodgers uh, ended the regular season as the seventh highest scoring quarterback, and Kirk Cousins only scored eight fewer points than him on the season, and that's without going over 15 points in his first three games. So Cousins didn't get even, like, remotely okay until week four or five, and then he still was right at the Aaron Rodgers level. It's scary. Um, And also quarterbacks that scored more than him, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Blake Bortles, Carson Palmer, and Drew Brees. All of them. And we came into this thinking he was going to be one of the... I mean, some people took him number one in the draft overall. Yeah. Yep. Sad. You were a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Yeah. And you know what? I was also a big Eddie Lacy fan. 25th ranked running back on the season. I'm surprised he's that high. Me too. Uh, Detroit Lions, Ashley. The ladies, you know, I've got to say it. Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to miss saying this every week because dear Jim Bob Cooter has made my Lions write-ups so much more pleasant. Oh, um, yeah. Honestly, there weren't many highlights from this team. It's kind of sad to say. So I guess I'll, I'll give my highlight was for me when Matthew Stafford went off on Thanksgiving, um, mm. which we predicted. So that was definitely the high of the year for me. Uh, and he, at least at the, after that point, he kind of proved himself to be a streaming quarterback, but not a whole lot else going on with his team. But my low line would be Amir Abdullah. There was a lot of hype around him. And in the end, not a whole lot of production. So he was flashy on special teams. And this, a lot of people think that he was a little bit better run, as a running back than he actually was. But, you know, his actual running left fairly little to be desired. So I'm bummed that we are back in the committee situation because it's just it's the worst place to be. Chicago Bears, Brandon. I think the highlight was Jeremy Langford's back-to-back games of 20 or more fantasy points at San Diego and St. Louis. That was good. That was kind of like a fun little thing. Uh, Low light, man, there were a lot, actually. I'm going to say them forcing Matt Forte out, one of my favorite players of all time, as everyone knows. He was still, Matt Forte was still the ninth highest scoring running back. He missed three games, and his team didn't want him to be playing as well as he was. That's how good he is. He's going to play somewhere else. Also, I'll come Jeffries. to the Broncos. Come yeah. to the Broncos. Come to Butthead. Do you come, remember that? Come. <laughs> Wait, come from like Beavis and Butthead? butthead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enjoy yeah. Show. 90s. Uh, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey's soft tissue issues are really concerning to me. Yeah, I'd agree. I think this is very bad. And I think actually Kevin White might be a big sleeper next year. He didn't get to play at all this year. He was a rookie. Got injured in the preseason. They shut him down. John Fox is super conservative about that kind of stuff anyway. But uh, it's a weird situation. you got to keep your eye on this one. If you're, if you're in a dynasty league, I am shopping Alshon Jeffrey. Bye-bye. Washington Redskins, Ashley. Well, as Courtney mentioned, I've had these babies for a while. So they're like, <laughs> they're my long-term babies, the Redskins. Um, <laughs> but it's a tough call for me because of this, because of the history I have with this team. Uh, between Jordan Reed, who had a heck of a season and did not get injured, which was the most surprising part to me, and great news because the guy has got serious concussion issues, so thrilled with that. Or Kirk Cousins finally getting a chance and rolling with it, which was great. Um, and congrats to both of these guys on getting to the playoffs, to the whole team. This is this huge for the Redskins. So I guess that would be my high. I was just really excited to see both these players do well. Real fast, I made the yeah. made coaches out there take note of this. Stop this quarterback competition where 
quarterbacks feel threatened their job every week and just roll with one and see how it turns out. Look how Kirk Cousins went. Kirk Cousins didn't do nearly as good of a job when he was going back and forth between McCoy and RG3. I know there's injuries involved in that, but give me a break. Just go with one. Agreed. Brian Hoyer. You heard her. Right. You heard her. All right. Sorry. Well, my low light will take two seconds. <laughs> it was clearly the running game. That's not even a question. Um, I don't. It was really. It was truly awful. I can't think of a worse running game, honestly, in the NFL than them. You know, Matt Jones. We all know I did not enjoy. Uh, nothing but hype there. And Alfred Morris. Talk about a disappointment. And you can kind of say the same thing as corners of the quarterbacks. Just pick a running back and roll with it, and just have one be change of pace. Like stop trying to do these committees in a situation when. When neither is doing well, at least give one a chance to get a rhythm going. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Philadelphia Eagles, the high. There is no question that it's got to be the firing of Chip Kelly. That was my high. (laughs) I don't know if it was the high for the team. I think it was the high for the team. But it was definitely my high was when Chip Kelly got fired. Jordan Matthews did finish the season with three nice games. But that can't be my high. It just can't be because he screwed us over the majority of the season. So I will have to say, adios, Chip Kelly. Thank you very much. And it even came soon. Even came before week 17 or after week 17. So I'm really happy about that. And my low. My low was tough, too. I almost said Chip Kelly again. But I will pick the rookie (laughs) that everyone thought was going to be huge this year. Nelson Aguilar was not so much. He only had one game over 4.5 points and one game over 3.5 points. Yet he was still owned in 20% of fantasy leagues today when I checked. That's so crazy. Seth Roberts, who had nearly 50 more fantasy points than Aguilar, was only owned in 3% of leagues. Just saying, you. I hope all 20% of those leagues were dynasty leagues and you're just praying that he's going to get better because... Why why hold on somebody like that on your bench? Why would you do that? <laughs> don't yeah, why don't would you check ever out do on that? your bench. I just guys. don't get that. I just yeah. it's beyond me. Anyways. For the Giants, my high was the ODB, OBJ, my man. Um, he was definitely the high for the Giants. He was only behind Julio Jones in fantasy points by sixteen points in standard links, but saw forty five less targets than Julio. So that's I mean, that's a lot. Um, he had some huge games, and I, I think he will only grow this offseason and be better for next year, especially after that suspension. I really feel like this offseason he's going to be, like, really focused. Got something to prove. Yeah, he's got, like, yeah, like some growing up to do, and I think he's acknowledged that. He's not too big to think that he's got room to be better, and I think that's just amazing that he's humble like that, you know. He Did has, you see that letter he wrote to his fans? I didn't see it entirely. No. You literally just quoted it. Really? That that is a lot of growing up to do. And thanks for sticking with me through this roller coaster of a season. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. you basically took the words like right it. out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought you saw it. I was like, oh, let's no. talk about it. That's why. I was no, but, okay. and, but that's the thing is, like, you know, like she's a mind how, reader. How cool is it that he knows that? That he's just yeah, like he can. He's humble enough because some guys are just so. Big-headed. They just don't think they have room to grow. A.J. McCallan, McCarron, whatever your name is. Karen. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> The ultimate disrespect, always with Courtney. <laughs> Next time we need Mike Evans. You do it on purpose. I know you up. do. <laughs> A.G. McCowan or whatever, or whatever your name is. <laughs> you. I was going to do it name when I need to. I was going to do it with Nelson, too, but I forgot. Um, and I would say that the running game for Richard, um, but Richard Jennings came on the last few weeks. So I will say, I will say Tom, Tom Coughlin leaving the Giants. I think that has mm. to be the low for the Giants in general. It's just a really sad time. It makes me super sad. And I, I'll speak for the rest of us. We hope you do well in whatever you do. And if that's coaching, we'll be cheering for the team that you're coaching for, even if it's the 49ers. We love you. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Brandon. Well, it's hard to find a highlight, but I'm going to go Darren McFadden. Yes. He yes. Yes. Surprise. Yes. He played in all 16 games, and he played hard. After week six, he averaged 18.4 carries per game. Oh. I can't believe they did that to him, and then he made it. I mean, we were worried. We were worried. I said he's going to break in two. Some games he's getting 29 carries. It's crazy. That workload, I was shocked they didn't break. Uh, I know, but congratulations. And, 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 and the low light was definitely harder. And I'm just glad I didn't have to talk about the defense much because their offense was so bad that it just was like, this is just a disaster. Um, but, yeah, you know, all that controversy, articles, just the whole thing made me sick. And a quick shout-out because this made me remind, uh, remind me of it, Darren McFadden, but uh, at Rob B. Yizzle, we talked about you on our, our SiriusXM show. I don't know if you're, you have SiriusXM or not, but much appreciation for you doing what we talked about last week in our podcast with the Thriller Post. And uh, yeah. that was amazing. I saved it in my phone. Um, you're awesome, and we really appreciate you. Thank you for your kind letter and your sweet words. You're, you're great, and we really appreciate you, and congrats to your championship. And on that, we will move on. But before we move on to the AFC, ladies, tell me three predictions this year you were dead on about. Well, I was really bummed you made me limit it to three. But, um, <laughs> I, we, we're I on kid. a time schedule here. Time I kid. I kid. <laughs> um, the first one for me was from the beginning of the season when I said that Brandon Marshall is still Brandon Marshall and that you shouldn't be too worried about drafting him. And I hope you did, as he was the third highest scoring wide receiver on the year. Now, I know we were all freaked out, being like, why in the world did they get Brandon Marshall for only a fifth-round pick? Because that is so dirt cheap for a receiver who has been (laughs) top of his game for years. Yeah. Um, And so I understand why the hesitation. But Brandon Marshall's Brandon Marshall. So that was my first one. My second one was in week 16, um, when I said that you should still play Todd Gurley despite the fact that he's going up against a very stout Seahawks defense. Now, what was really interesting about this one was that I was initially like, don't play him, I don't like him this week. But then after much thinking, and not only you know, and not only talking a bunch of people off the ledge, I had to talk myself off the ledge. And it wasn't until our SiriusXM show that Saturday that I was like, you know what, guys? No, play him. You've got to play him. I feel okay about it. It's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He ended up... Um, the 11th highest scoring running back that week. So he was still certainly of starting status. So that was my second. And my third one is so random, but it was last week when I said you should play Kobe Flader. <laughs> I know! I text, it was such... I text Ashley right after it happened. I was like, Flader! Like, Flader! 
Um, it was such a risky play in your championship because I get it. Kobe Flader has been dog beep, all year. And who's throwing all him the year. ball? Who threw um, him that ball? I think it was Freeman. It was Freeman. It was, it was Freeman. Um, I shouldn't say Freeman does Flader touchdowns. I think touchdown. had touchdowns from Eddie Lacy did this year. That was so bizarre. They just kept streaming. <laughs> they kept, like, swapping quarterbacks. But um, I shouldn't say he was awful because, as we all know, the Colts struggled this year. But he didn't even break into the top 20 tight ends on the season. But in week 17, he was the second highest scoring tight end. So I Amazing. hope you guys played him. One play. Because it was, it was a very crazy random call of mine. That's hilarious. I loved the fact that they went back and forth with Freeman and uh, what's-his-face. Lindley? Yeah, Lingley. I thought that was. I thought it was kind of fun because it's like all of a sudden a big play would happen. You're like, who? Who was? Which one was <laughs> it? Was Which one was it? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so those, I mean, like, not neither one of them had like you know worked hard to get this position. They've been there for five days. You know, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good <laughs> stuff. Um, I have to say that one of my best predictions was that. At the beginning of preseason, I said it's going to be Devontae Freeman over Tevin Coleman. Everybody else was on the Tevin Coleman train, getting drafted way higher than Devontae Freeman. I was like, no, it's Freeman. I think it's going to be Freeman. And sure enough, we all know it was Freeman. Um, And it's never popular to bench one of your stunts, but I said that Antonio Brown was going to have a bad game in week six. And he sure did with only 2.4 points against the Arizona Cardinals. And I did bench him in my league. So I think that was one of my better calls. And, and in week 12, mm-hmm. I told you to pick up Will Ty, the tight end for the Giants. And I am sure that he saved some people's teams going into playoffs. Uh, he averaged 8.2 fantasy points in the last six weeks of the season. So decent for a tight end. I almost heard the question. But I'm going to <laughs> improv this. <laughs> Brandon, you should read your notes because uh, you're all like, I, what? <laughs> I told people to start Cam Newton against Seattle when he went into Seattle. And this was at the beginning of the season and everyone was still in awe of Seattle. And uh, I was right. It was one of his 30-point games. Fantastic. Um, also, in general, I was really high on Cam Newton going into the season. I was like, I don't know why everyone's sleeping on this guy. Like, he's really good. He's good at football. So, um, glad that worked out. Uh, it was almost like people forgot that he was injured last year, and that's why his numbers dipped. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird... Remember, just offseason, everyone was just down on him, and I was like, what? Um, and we were all right about the Jaguars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of us, you know, thought that Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns were the real deal. So that was great. Um, and then, yeah, I, you know, I had kind of weird teams that were kind of depressing to be right about, where I was like, don't start anyone from San Francisco all the time. I mean, that was great. <laughs> but can that I claim that? Sure. I mean, That's you know. technically four brands, so stop over, you know, achieving. Stop, yeah, exactly. Well, I, again, I'm not quite sure that last one counts. <laughs> All right. Tell me one time you were way off in your prediction. Melvin Gordon. Whoa. Whoa. I thought he would be the top rookie of the year. I thought that position in San Diego was ripe for the taking. I thought that I thought San Diego would be better. I don't know how Mike McCoy has a job. How did Lovey Smith lose? I'm going to start freaking out about all the coaches that I can't believe are still in the league. Jeff Fisher, Mike McCoy, 
Love is best out. Anyway, that's where I was wrong. There you go, Ashley. Well, I was way off a few times, and all of those times generally involved Chris Mm. Ivory. <sighs> he, he was some, hard. He was hard. He had he went off on some games, and he had some good matchups where he you know just didn't even show up to play. He just did it, you know. And and I hate when players make a liar out of me. And Chris Ivory and I had a few choice words on Sundays between me and my TV. And um, <laughs> I, I hate when I tell people to play someone and then they don't do well. I actually hate that more than when my team doesn't do well. So I'm like, oh, I told people to play this person, and then they don't perform, and then I just feel awful. Chris Audrey made me feel awful a few times. Liar. You're a liar. Liar. You're a liar. I have to say, I know I'm not alone in this with other fantasy analysts, but week 16 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that was really bad. I'm pretty sure I, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure I said this, but I'm pretty sure start them all is what I said. It's Baltimore. <laughs> start them all. Yeah. And the only person you should have started was D'Angelo Williams. So, I mean, yeah. And that was your championship week for most people. That was really bad. That was really bad. But it wasn't my fault. It was Pittsburgh's fault. Brutal. How about that? It was Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. See how we're honest about our mistakes, too? See, we, we don't mind sharing those things. Well, let's get into the AFC <laughs> New England Patriots, Brandon. Well, the highlight was Tom Brady's seven-game streak of 22 or more fantasy points at the beginning of the season. That was crazy, and especially because a lot of people didn't even draft him because they thought he was going to be suspended for deflating footballs. True. Oh, those days. So the low light would be the injuries. I never feel bad for the Patriots, but I almost feel bad for the Patriots. Sort of. Uh, Dion Lewis, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, although he's back now, but kind of. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. Brady scored 5.26 points in Week 17 against Miami. And, yeah, they sat him, but not soon enough to make 5.26 points make sense in my head. I've got really some regulars bad. that think that New England Patriots um, purposely lost so they wouldn't have to play the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. Because the Chiefs right now are hot. Great like of Alex hot, Smith, are they? Like they're crazy hot right now. Well, they won't necessarily have to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs still have to beat Houston. And, I mean, we're all, like, sleeping on Houston, but Houston's playing right. at home. The Chiefs have a really bad secondary, and DeAndre Hopkins is out there and just catches insane balls. Uh, Brian Hoyer is back from his two concussions within a month. If he gets hit again, we got trouble, but he is back. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not on it. I don't put anything past Belichick, but everybody wants home field advantage. Everyone. Yeah, I don't think he wants to go to Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think that Denver might go to the Super Bowl and lose, but I think they might go to the Super Bowl again because of their home field advantage. I don't know. I mean, come on, come on, come on. I mean, you ready for Peyton to lose another one? <laughs> You're so mean. You're really Brand, bad. Person. I don't appreciate your negativity. You are, you are going yep. into fantasy I'm, karma I'm hell right now. Realist. <laughs> All right, Ashley, New York Jets. This team was my baby this year, um, and I was so happy that they did well. This was my little my little pumpkins. Mm. Loved them. Uh, so while it's tough to not mention Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall's performance because it was fantastic, I expected them to do well. So I'm not going to put that as my highlight. My highlight will be my bearded wonder, Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick. 
winning the role. And I will say that he won the role because he was kept it once Gina Smith did come back healthy. Props to Todd Bowles for not caving and going with Gina Smith and sticking mm-hmm. with Fitzy. Clearly that was the right choice. And you guys were so close to making the playoffs. So that's kind of my low light. My low light is that I love this team and I was so bummed when they didn't get to the playoffs. completely imploded in the fourth yeah. quarter. That was sad. It was very Ooh. sad. I guess his old yeah, team, the whole thing. Really oh, no. Buffalo Bills, Ashley. My highlight was the running game was great this year. You know, McCoy did great. Carlos Williams did great. Gillisley did great at the end there. And when McCoy went down, Carlos Williams stepped up and was right there, ready to go. Uh, you know, and Gillisley stepped up at the end of the year as well. So that certainly makes me feel really good about this team's prospects for next year. So I'm really thrilled about that. My low... You know, really the only low light for me was Tyrod Taylor um, getting hurt and same with LaShawn McCoy. Because it was really a bummer because they were both playing really well and had some steam going, um, and then they got hurt. But you know what? I think they will, you know, be really interesting next year. I think this is a really, really interesting team for me is the Bills for next year. Miami Dolphins. You know, I have to say the high is not so much a high, but I'm really excited (laughs) about Devontae Parker for next year. Does that does that count? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say that. He came yeah. out strong the last third of the season, some around there. Um, but I think he's going to be a really good grab for twenty sixteen. Um, and although you know, I was really high on this team in preseason. I drafted a lot of them. Everyone I drafted was. a lot of these dolphins. And Jarvis Landry worked out. on me. Lamar Miller did better than I thought he would too. Mm-hmm. Well, depending. But but Miller and Jarvis Landry both have really bad games too. So uh, yeah, so it was just it was really tough. I would have to say Tannehill probably takes the cake. There just was no consistency at all in his play. You know, he actually did better against tougher defenses. So I guess that's something to take away. So hashtag mm. I stand with Nico. Cincinnati Bengals, Ashley. (coughs) I always love covering the Bengals, they do. Um, So my highlight is going to be Tyler Eifert. Um, He was great. He emerged as, uh, you know, one of the tight ends that you could really count on in 2015. And as we all know, that is a rarity with Cubs of tight ends. So I just hope that they will be able to incorporate him in a bigger fashion next year in terms of yardage and not just touchdowns. Because we always said he's good for a touchdown. He's good for a touchdown. Like, uh, But I think he's got potential to do a lot more for this team. So I hope that they incorporate a little bit more. My low light is Jeremy Effin Hill and the <laughs> offensive coordinator Hugh Jackson's refusal to play the better back all season long in a large capacity, which of course was Giovanni Bernard. And, of course, Jeremy Hill came on the very end of the year because that's who they decided to roll with. And I, I need to stop because you know I'm going to go on about this team. I can't do it. Can't. Can't. Pits, I Pittsburgh hate you, Steelers, Hugh. the high, that's easy. It has to be D'Angelo Williams. He has to be the high of the yeah. team without a doubt. You know, he came from Carolina where he hadn't found much success since, like, 2009 um, to backing up the best running back in the league, in my opinion, and dominating. He is the fourth running back in fantasy points. And that is with being a clear backup with five or less carries in five games. And that, is, and that includes week 17 where he only had five carries too and he got hurt. So uh, 
he was just a really good feel-good story of 2015. I'm just really proud of D'Angelo and Pittsburgh Steelers for using him. And it was good. It was good. My low, um, and with that, I think that the low is losing Le'Veon Bell, I have to say. That was really sad. And I know you guys picked him with your number one pick overall. And you suspended for the first two games. You only got him for five games, four and a half maybe. Um, so that was really sad. But best of luck to both of them next year. I enjoy both of them a lot. The Baltimore Ravens, Brandon. Well, the highlight was Kamar Aiken's emergence. Yeah. You know, um, the whole team just got beat up. Um, and I don't know what his role is going to be next year because Steve Smith Sr. is coming back. Brashard Perryman is coming back, and he's a rookie that we didn't even get to see. Um, but you know what? From week seven on, he saw seven or more targets in every single game, and he really kind of came to bat for that team. So that was cool. And the low light was Steve Smith Sr.'s injury. But he's coming he's back. That was almost a highlight for me. We knew he that wouldn't go out the like highlight that. You knew when it. he announced that he was coming back. Yeah, this is good. No. That was good. Browns, Cleveland Browns, Brandon. Highlight is definitely hashtag Billy Manziel. <laughs> it just happened, but I'm all in. I'm all in. And Gary Barnage, of course. 79 receptions, 1,043 yards, and nine touchdowns. And that was with Billy Manziel throwing the ball. Awesome. It's really really impressive. It really is. Uh, low light, Johnny Manziel. Uh, his highest fantasy score was 16.58 Clutch. points. I love Clutch. that. And I love that everybody was, like, drafting him and, like, all about Manzi. Just totally into it. It's my favorite. It's so ridiculous. Indianapolis Colts, Ashley. This poor, poor team. Like, I just, I just feel so bad for this team, but... My highlight was seeing Matt Hasselbeck come in and play again this season. It was just, you know, it's not super relevant fantasy-wise, but it was fun. It was fun to see. Granted, Tilly was broken in part um, into two pieces. But before that, it was fun to see this 40-year-old guy come in and, you know, try to save the team to prep him for Andrew Luck, um, which was never going to happen. But low light, obviously, then was Andrew Luck going down. He was a top pick and did absolutely nothing for you. Uh, but cause you misery all year. But, you know, out for the season. That's a rough, that was a rough, rough one. Is he was probably your one or two overall pick in the entire draft. Sad. Houston Texans, Brandon. The highlight is they made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, oh, whoa. Whoa. I mean, also DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Nine or more targets in every game, save two. Uh, imagine if he had a quarterback. Da, 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 da. And the low light would be um, Brian Hoyer getting two concussions within a month. That is scary. And then a movie named Concussion came out, and we have to rethink how we live our lives. <laughs> you love that movie. You love that I haven't movie. seen it yet. I know. You're I've only read articles about it. It's just too depressing it. to think about it. It's fascinating. Yeah. I, I love that line in the movie. You did? Oh, yeah. Is it good? Behind the, or, yeah, it's Frontline's documentary. I told you about this. You guys have to watch it with the real person yeah. that's not... Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. 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 I just love that line, though, where they're like, you're going up against an institution that now has the day of the week that used to belong to the church. Well, it's funny. They got Great the, line. They got the guy, his first person who ever, he ever did an autopsy on the, an NFL player. Um, it was like one of the big stars from the Steelers. It was like Steelers, a huge yeah. star. And he's like, mm-hmm. comes in, he's like, oh my God, this guy's in your office. And he's like, who's that? He had no clue. He didn't watch football. 
He had no clue. It's just like, it's so good. He, it's completely out. Doesn't know what he's getting himself into. It's, it, I'm sure it's going to be a good movie. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, Ashley. Um, my highlight is everything. I love this team. <laughs> Seriously, I love that. You know, Blake Borrell being a top five quarterback of the year and really Yay. growing in his game. I thought that was amazing. And then the Allen brothers stepping up to be the second best duo in the league, only behind in terms of duos on a team, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Uh, all season long, we were trying to decide who was the better wide receiver too. Clearly Decker won out, but uh, it's just really fun to watch. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next year. My little light is I was bummed to see TJ Yeldon go down. I, I, I want him to do well and I want him to catch a groove and I'm really looking forward to see, you know, what he does in the off season, how he's going to do in 2016. I have to say that when we drew teams, everyone was like, oh, gosh, Ashley has terrible teams. But your terrible teams ended up being good. Yeah, that's true. Most of my terrible teams ended up being good. You know, the Jets and the Jaguars, we thought they were going to be disaster zones. My bad teams were bad. <laughs> that's true. Your, your good teams were bad, Brandon. Yeah. My good teams, Dallas, Dallas Green yeah. Bay. Yeah. I mean, Awful. Chicago. Awful. No, San Francisco. They were never Cleveland. a good team. Never good. Wow. I hope my analysis really helped you guys win your the championships this year. As in, don't play these people. Yay. You're welcome. Tennessee Titans. You know, it's not so much one player Speaking this of. season. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> for a high. Although Delaney Walker, love you. Um, yeah. But I will not forget, and maybe this might be one of those moments, um, discussion of who was the better quarterback, Mariota or Winston, going into the 2015 season. And with that week one game when Mariota Mm. just dominated (laughs) and the Titans, they just destroyed the Buccaneers. Uh, I think that's one of my favorite moments. Like, all season, really, from all of the teams, I just remember it, like, all of us being like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Mariota. Um, They had the same yards. Actually, Winston had one more yard than him. Than Mariota, but Mariota had four touchdowns and zero interceptions, and Winston had two touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, it was glorious. It was it was a really good game to watch. Um, and my low, you know, with a three and thirteen record, there's lots and lots of lows. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the whole team in general, other than Walker, was a low. I just I'm not picking out one person, not singling them out. It's not fair. Just just bad, and they're young guys, so I'm hoping they'll get it together and be better next year. I believe in Tennessee. I really do. Um, for the Denver Broncos, the high the Denver defense, for sure, was by far oh, the best part yeah. of the Broncos this year. Number one in fantasy points, number one in sacks, and tied for second for defensive touchdowns. You know, we thought they were going to be good, but, man, they were great. They were, like, really great. Um, my low is no question going – Going into the year, the Broncos, you know, were favored to win the Super Bowl. And, yes, we are going into the playoffs, or they are. Um, but Peyton Manning, man, under center, is just was mm. so bad with Kubiak as his coach. That for sure had to be the low. Um, Blake Bortles just surpassed him in interceptions in the last week of, of the season. Um, but Peyton only played 10 games, so that's not anything to talk about. So he had a total of 17 interceptions and only nine touchdowns on the season. That is bad. 
So I hope we can all turn things around in the playoffs. But only time will tell. Really bad. Kansas City Chiefs, Brandon. A highlight would be that a wide receiver caught a touchdown. <laughs> Macklin going to the team had to be a highlight. He, like, really did open up everything. Yep. Really and, bad. you know, a lot of people criticize Andy Reid for paying Jeremy Macklin as much as he did. But, you know, Andy Reid, to, to his credit, went in with a mission. He was like, I want that player back on my team. I want his leadership. I want him as a player. I want everything about him. And I am willing to pay the price. And it was worth it. Because not only did Jeremy Macklin catch a team-high eight touchdowns, but Albert Wilson caught two touchdowns, D'Anthony Thomas caught one, and Chris Conley caught one. So... There was even more than one wide receiver. Double digits. It's called coming from a leadership. zero touchdown year. Yeah. Big change. Correct. Big change. Big change. And the low light had to be Jamal Charles's injury. Oh. Gosh, you know, again. And, and you know what? He was playing so well. So it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, who was the biggest bust of 2015? And, and they mentioned people. It's like, well, I don't know if I call injuries busts. Yeah. I don't think I mean, busts. you know, like Le'Veon Bell, I don't think was a bust. The Miami Dolphins were a bust. Eddie Lacy was a bust. Randall Cobb was a bust. Aaron Rodgers, Calvin Johnson, Andrew Luck, even before he got hurt, was a bust. Peyton Manning, even before he got hurt, he was a bust. Those guys are busts. I agree. The guys who went in, got you your fantasy points, and then ended up getting injured. I don't think they're busts. Yeah, I just want to differentiate them myself. Right. I agree. Thank you. Good. Jamal Charles, I hope you get better. Oakland yeah. Raiders, Ashley. My highlights, Mr. Derek Carr. Gosh, he had a heck of a sophomore season when everybody was concerned mm. he's going to have that sophomore slump. No, 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 he did not. Uh, no reason to fear that he was going to be an RG three. Now he has proven to be their franchise quarterback, which I think is fantastic. And I think Raiders fans everywhere should be very excited about the future of this team. I really mm-hmm. do, which I think is they need it. They need to live the love. Uh, overall, and for my low lights, you know, I am optimistic about this team, but I would like to see Amari Cooper step up and have some better production against shutdown corners. And I do know he's a rookie and that we can't expect the world from rookies. Um, but then you see guys like Odell Beckham Jr. who did it their rookie year. But, you know, he is slated to be a top receiver in this league, and that means that you need to be able to still produce against, you know, playing against like Revis Island and the Josh Normans of the world and et cetera. Like that is what is expected of you if you were to be a top build receiver. So um, while I'm overall optimistic, I'm, I, I need to see that step. Yeah, that made me think, though, like Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson, those guys figured it out this year. I wonder if that's one of the things about drafting a rookie wide receiver you have to be most cautious about is the shutdown corner situation. Do you think that's yeah. sure. I mean, he, I mean, I think he played well in all the games. Not in learning the playbook, but yeah, I'd say for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because Sammy Watkins definitely figured that out. He did. Much, he was much great better this year. this year. He was great. Yeah, yeah. much better, much improved. Um, San Diego Chargers, you know, high's got to be Danny Woodhead again. Was tied for the most receptions <laughs> for a running back, and led for running run, led running backs. For receiving yards by nearly 60 yards. Um, he's clearly nominated. And he also has six receiving touchdowns this season, two more receiving touchdowns than any other running back. Bam. He didn't run the ball, but, man, he caught, like, Doesn't nobody's matter. business. Yep. That's right. It does not matter. Um, my low, I think, is losing Keenan Allen to that lacerated kidney in week eight. That was a big deal. And although... 
the San Diego Chargers weren't winning games. They looked really good. They had, like, a really yeah. awesome offense. Um, with losing him, I just think that that just messed everything up. It's just not good for fantasy owners, not good for the Chargers. So, get better. Update, I think he looks good for OTAs. So, <laughs> just, you know. Gotta throw it in there. Gotta just throw kidding. Update. Update just there. kidding. I don't have an update. I don't know if he is going to be or not, but I want to just say it. <laughs> I, I didn't do one of those updates this week. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. I got it in. I got it in. <laughs> good job. Uh, all right, let's finish the show with our fantasy football New Year's resolutions. Ashley. My fantasy football resolution will be to actually use the waiver wire. I, I don't know about you guys. I always preach, go grab this guy. Make sure you get him, yada, yada. And I'm so busy doing analysis and other stuff that I forget the damn guy I was talking about and to go pick him up on the waiver wire. You owned Nelson Aguilar, didn't you? At the end of the season, you had him on your bench. No, I did not. I did not have Nelson Aguilar. Um, Accusations fly. (laughs) Like in our family, I only made 10 moves the entire season. And you look at some of the other people, and they're like in the 40s. And I'm like, I did not. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mom is always really high on that one. But my other resolution will be to try to not fall asleep during the transition between the first round of games and the second round of games on Sundays. <laughs> I will not grab a blanket. I will not lay down. And instead, I'm going to get a stair climber, treadmill, something that I will consciously make sure I step onto midway through the fourth quarter of the first round games. This will happen. Good. That's a good one, Ashley. I like that. What about you, Brandon? I'm going to draft wide receivers first. Yep. Period. I just, the running back situation, I, you know, I'm just going to use that waiver wire for running backs. Uh, I'm going to be okay. I, I actually don't ascribe to the late round quarterback in the sense that you stream every week. You just pick up someone different. Uh, I actually like getting two middle round guys and switching them out. And that's what I did with a lot of the leagues that I won. And I had like a Blake Bortles, Carson Palmer combo, or, you know, like a, Matthew Stafford and someone else. But you know what? If you play the matchups that way, it's great. But a lot of people don't have backup quarterbacks. And, and I understand that. But this year, there were so many injuries. You really missed out if you didn't have two guys. So that's that's how I think I'm going to roll this year. I'm going to concentrate on wide receivers and two middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks and just hope that I don't get a Tannehill-Bridgewater situation. Oof, that'd be bad. Yeah. That would be really bad. And that's what I was about to say. Is I think my new resolution is to not <laughs> fall in love with a team. I need to stay oh. away from a team. I can't do that again this, this next year because Miami Dolphins really screwed me over. It really yeah. means just them. So I, I, I'm going to just, you know what, I don't mind stacking and daily, but I'm going to try to stay away from stacking and, and my season longs. Just can't. Just can't be so invested in one team. Unless it's somebody who's good. Miami Dolphins were not. Like no. the Steelers. Like the Steelers or the Patriots or, you know, somebody who's constantly getting fantasy points, you know, like, yes, if it was available, I would take Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, my sleepers, I'm not going to, like, get them all from one team. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Fair that's enough. a good idea. Sleepers. You should diversify. Diverse, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have to diverse yes. myself and my sleepers. That's a good yeah. idea. And mid round guys too. I think, you know, like you can't just you can't 
you you get a mid-round guy that is going to be good, and then you get a sleeper from the same team, and if the team implodes, you know, that that just is that's not that. good. Yeah, that's it. So, absolutely, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going with it. And I think Ashley said this uh, another episode. Uh, kickers, man. Was it you? I think I always support kickers. So probably. Uh, I think maybe I'm just going to take a kicker because Goskowski scored way more fantasy points than most people's fourth-round picks. So I'm just going to go kicker. No. Sooner than later, people. Sooner <laughs> than later. Yes. Yes. Tenth round. Just tenth round crazy. kicker. Bam. Goskowski, you're on my team, my friend. All right. <laughs> That's week 18. Kickers do matter. That's our wrap-up show, wow. you guys. Love to leave it on that note. Brandon's excited. <laughs> Brandon loves it. Brandon, Marianne, Lee. Let's get that in right now. Thank you, Ashley Williams. This was a great year. We will be back sporadically throughout the off season to update you, especially during draft time. Um, so keep an eye on our, our site, herfantasyfootball.com. This will be our last show on Sirius XM for the season as well. Saturday night, 8 to 10 um, Eastern on Fantasy Sports Radio. So make sure you hop over there. You can call in and, and chat with us about your championship wins. Um, until then, guys, talk to us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. See you next season, guys. No more faking it. <laughs>